Hey guys, so before I get this episode started, you'll see that about halfway through the episode, the audio quality will drop off dramatically. That is because the wireless lavalier microphone I was using battery died halfway through recording, so I had to finish it up using the onboard laptop mics. Sorry about that. Next week we'll be back to normal. What is up everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 36, match days 31 and 32 of this season. Now, I can happily, happily report as a Bayern Munich fan that Bayern Munich has won their record 8th consecutive Bundesliga title on match day 32. I'm super pumped about it. I got a lot to say, but I'll save that for later in the episode when I break down their match. But I am super happy for them, so congrats to Bayern Munich. In other news, Paderborn was essentially sealed their relegation. They do not have enough points left to win to get themselves out of relegation, so unfortunately Paderborn is going back down to the second Bundesliga. Now, with all that said, let's get into some match day analysis, and we'll get through it. So, match day 31. Here we have Dortmund versus Dusseldorf, which is pretty weird. Here, Dortmund struggle against relegation side Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf's been one of those teams in recent years, and even in the tail end of this year, that seems to be giving a lot of bigger teams trouble, and that continues here. It takes all the way to a 96th-minute stoppage-time goal from Erling Haaland, the star young player, to seal them a 1-0 victory. Now, there was a VAR goal earlier that was taken away from Dortmund, so you have to keep that in mind. But I did not expect Dortmund in second place to struggle so much against a very weak relegation side in Dusseldorf. Although the very late goal from Holland is very reminiscent of Paco Alcacer last season, and if you listen to those episodes, I was super happy with him. He was just an amazing player, and it seemed that you know more than 50-60% of his goals all came after the 90th minute, which is just a crazy run of a season he had last year. And this goal from Holland to win them that game really reminded me of that time in, in Dortmund's history. Now, the next matchup is Bayern's probably most difficult match I mentioned since they had that seven-point gap between them and Dortmund, and that's Gladbach. Because Gladbach is one of those really strong teams. They're a Champions League contender, and this year they've been playing super well. So in this match... If there was one opponent that could stop Bayern from winning the title, it would be right here with Gladbach. However, they played a pretty equal match in terms of shots and possession, but Bayern edged out Gladbach 2-1. to one. The youngster Xerxes continues to score goals, and then I think Goretzka, I believe he scored the second goal. If not, then I may be wrong on that. But Goretzka just really is in top form this season. He's put on a lot of weight, a lot of bulk, a lot of muscle, since last year, and this year, with the injury to Coratin Taliso, Goretzka's kind of taken that center mid spot, and the last few weeks, he's really tearing it up. So Goretzka is definitely in good form right now. Most of Bayern's in good form right now, and I'm happy to see the youngster Xerxes score as well. Hopefully, he can work his way into the team in the future. 
So I'm happy here. Bayern picks up a 2-1 victory. But with Dortmund getting that late winner, still a 7-point gap. Next match is Wolfsburg versus FC Freiburg. Now this is one of the most important matches of the week as it's a race for European competition. Neither of these teams are going to win the Bundesliga, but what they do have at stake is a Europa League spot. Now Wolfsburg going into this match sits in a Europa League spot. Freiburg sits just outside by one point, but the last couple weeks they're really, really playing like they want to be in Europe next season. They are just elevating themselves in the team. And if I was a Freiburg fan, I'd be super proud of my team right now because they are showing the grit and the fight that they want European competition next season. Since the restart, Freiburg has tied teams like Leipzig and Gladbach, so they're not really getting pushed around, even by some of the bigger name teams. However, in this particular match, it ends in a 2-2 draw with Wolfsburg still in that Europa League spot and Freiburg still one point out. So next week, both of these teams are going to be really fighting for a victory to get that last Europa League spot. All right, the next match I want to talk about is a great mid-card match from teams that I would honestly expect to be in the Europa League spots, unlike Freiburg, but it's Frankfurt versus Hertha Berlin. Now, Hertha had been in great form since the restart of the season, and Frankfurt's been that hot and cold, hot and cold they've had pretty much all year. So I didn't really know what to expect going into this game because Frankfurt will play a crappy game on the Saturday and then they have a game against Bayern in the DFL Cup and play well. And that's been happening with them in the Bundesliga and then with them in the Europa League. So I really just can't nail down Frankfurt. Are they good? Are they bad? I guess the mid-card is the best spot for them to be this year, really, because that's just exactly how they are. They win some and they lose some with no rhyme or reason. However, this game... Solid 4-1 victory goes to Frankfurt after a Dedrick Boyata red card for Hertha Berlin. I just talked about him last week, how he played a really solid defensive game. This week, he makes a mistake, gets a red card, and that's all that Frankfurt needed to put in four goals on the day. So Frankfurt shows they can still score when they want to. It's just they're not really consistent. I hope they have a great offseason and a great transfer and it'll pick up some of the missing pieces they have in their squad, in their lineup, because Frankfurt is a team that I want to see do well. I just really like them as a team. I like their play style, and I hope that they can get some better players and really make a push for a good spot in the, the table. All right, last match for this match day is the Derby at the bottom. We have Paderborn versus Werder Bremen. So here, the better team wins, which out of the two worst teams is not that hard. Werder Bremen takes it 5-1, but... Bremen has also dug themselves a pretty deep hole that even with a 5-1 victory, still in the relegation zone. Granted, you know, 5-1 still only gets you three points, but yep, they're still stuck in the relegation zone. Unfortunately, there were no goals from the American Josh Sargent. I always like to keep an eye on some of the American players in the Bundesliga, but this week, Josh Sargent does not get himself a goal. However, what I'm thinking about is next week, Werder Bremen plays Bayern Munich and will this help them in their match against Bayern? Because it's going to be Bayern at number one playing against a relegation side, Werder Bremen. So will this match against Paderborn help them kind of, you know, get some confidence, especially with scoring five goals? We'll see. Match day 32? No. No, it did not. Werder Bremen loses to Bayern Munich, so that 5-1 victory against Paderborn does not help them, unfortunately. Although Bremen did put up a lot more of a fight than expected, 
Bayern win the game 1-0 and secure their eighth consecutive Bundesliga title. So this match was pretty exciting, actually. I really honestly did not expect so much of a fight from Werder Bremen, but they kept it to a 1-0 scoreline, so it wasn't that bad. Both teams struggled to get a lot of shots. After Bayern scored, they got a red card through Alfonso Davies, and then with 10 minutes left, Werder Bremen was kind of putting the pressure on. Bremen turned on the pressure, like I said, and they almost equalized, if not for an amazing fingertip save from Manuel Neuer. So Bayern really is the complete package. If you have the players up front that could get it done, and then when it really counts in that important game, the title-winning game with 10 minutes left down a man, the goalie shows up when he needs to and makes that fingertip save, stops the game from going to 1-1 and only getting one point and having to wait another week to secure the title. Neuer makes a save, Bayern wins the game, and that is all she wrote. Eighth consecutive title. Now, I want to take this time to address all the people that tend to say, oh, the Bundesliga is not an exciting league. It's just like Italy or it's just like France where the same team wins every year. This year, Bayern won their eighth title. Last year, Juventus won their eighth title and is on par possibly to win a ninth. But if you look at Bayern's season, and if you watch the Bundesliga day in and day out, this was an exciting race all the way to the end. Last year's title race came down to the last match day, and Bayern won it in the most dramatic fashion, having you know, Robin Ribery on their retirement match score goals. This year it came down to the 32nd match day. So none of this winning the league in March, although it did happen years ago under Pep Guardiola, and it has happened in the past. But these last two years, the title race in the Bundesliga is super exciting. And this season in particular was really fun for me as a Bayern fan. So what happened was, early in the season, we fired our coach, Nico Kovac. At one point in the beginning of the season, Bayern Munich was down in seventh place. And teams like RB Leipzig and Borussia Mönchengladbach were at the top of the table. I believe Gladbach held the number one spot for like seven weeks consecutively between August and December. So there were other teams showing their weight and playing super well. Bayern was down in seventh place at one point. And then they started slowly fighting their way up and up and up. So we had an injury to our star center back in Nicolas Sule, who's honestly one of the huge up-and-coming stars, at least on the defensive side, in Europe. Season-ending injury, he's out. Then, Lucas Hernandez, World Cup winner, who we just brought over onto our team in the last transfer window, also gets a multi-month injury, six-month injury. He's out for the majority of the season. So what do we do? We have to scramble and come up with a back line out of what we have left. So we move David Alba over to center back, who's very quick, but not the biggest guy. Next to him, you have Drum Boateng, who's a big guy, but pretty slow. So you have that pairing there. Then we ended up putting a 19-year-old teenager that we got from Vancouver who and, and went into our uh, Bayern 2 squad, promoting him to left back, even though his natural position is left wing. He ends up that's Alfonso Davies. He ends up playing amazingly, amazingly well and really elevating himself to being one of the best left backs in all of Europe in the span of 20 games. So that was awesome, but that was a huge risk. We didn't know that was going to happen. And on top of that, you know, being seventh place, losing your coach, getting injuries, coming back from all that adversity, no one knows that if they don't watch the league and they just assume Bayern wins every year. This year's story was awesome. It was a come-from-behind victory. Even though we are never the underdogs, Bayern is always the team expected to win. The fashion in which we did it this year and the drama leading up to the 32nd match day, 
I think made it super exciting. The way Dortmund's been playing with all their star players, picking up Erling Haaland, Jaden Sancho being in great form, and then all the other players they have on their team that they've picked up, like Julian Brandt and Torgan Hazard. You know, they just had a full squad as well, with just as many great players as Bayern does. So they really gave us a run for our money. But in the end, I'm happy that Bayern was able to get the victory. All right, let's move on. Match day 32, the next match we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Wolfsburg. Here we have a 3-0 clean sheet for Borussia Mönchengladbach and a brace for Jonas Hoffmann. Now, between Borussia Mönchengladbach and Bayer Leverkusen is the race for the fourth place Champions League qualifying spot. So here, Gladbach gets a 3-0 victory. Next match, Bayer Leverkusen versus FC Cologne. Bayer Leverkusen gets a 3-1 victory over Cologne. Now with this win, Leverkusen take over the fourth Champions League spot, the fourth place spot. So Gladbach now drops to the Europa League spot. They're pretty safe there, but there is competition for the spot below them, the sixth spot, which I believe Wolfsburg had as of the last match day. Now in Bayer Leverkusen's match, we get a goal and an assist from Kai Havertz. You guys know all about him. He's doing super well, great form this season. So Kai Havertz adds a goal and a helper to his tally. Now, speaking of those Europa League spots, next match was Freiburg versus Hertha Berlin. We already know that Gladbach beat Wolfsburg, who was in Europa League spot, so they didn't get any points. But now Freiburg manages a 2-1 victory over the Berlin side Hertha Berlin, which has now lost two weeks in a row after having some great form. So Freiburg sit one point outside of a Europa League spot. And this match kind of surprised me, not so much that Freiburg won, but that Hertha Berlin is the team they won against because they've been really good the last couple weeks since the restart of the season. And this loss does kind of surprise me. I expected a hard-fought match here, and Freiburg uh, took the victory. Other than Bayern beating Werder Bremen and not mattering how many more points Dortmund gets in the season, Dortmund still manages to lose to Mainz. That shocked me pretty bad. So Dortmund dropped all three points to Mainz in a 2-0 loss. So regardless if Bayern's win earlier in the match day, didn't look like Dortmund was going to give them much competition anyway. That gap would have grown even if Bayern had tied the match. So that pretty much sealed the deal for Bayern. Now, even though the stats leaned towards you know, the black and yellow's direction in terms of possession and shots and shots on target, the goals did not. And Mainz, I think, safely keeps himself out of relegation with this victory over Dortmund. So if they had not won this victory, they were still risking falling into that relegation playoff spot. But with this victory, I think they're safe of that as well. All right, the last match I want to talk about for this match day is RB Leipzig versus Dusseldorf. So more news of a top team struggling. You know, Dortmund loses to Mainz in the last week. Dusseldorf gave some trouble. This week, Dusseldorf's giving some trouble. Mainz is beating Dortmund. So you got a lot of teams in relegation spots or just outside of relegation spots beating teams like Dortmund and Leipzig. So that is pretty crazy. The Dortmund-Leipzig match ends up 2-2. This game has drama as Leipzig scores two goals in the second half, only to have Dusseldorf come back and in the last three minutes of the game and stoppage time, score two goals to get the tie. So Dusseldorf scored a goal in the 87th minute and then in stoppage time to get a 2-2 tie. 
This match reminds me a lot of when Dodo Lukabakio got a hat trick against Manuel Neuer, I believe two seasons ago, to give Dusseldorf the tie against Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena. No one expected it. Bayern was pretty much the favorite to win that match. They were ahead by three. And then Dodo Lukabakio comes back and scores three goals against Manuel Neuer at home to bring Dusseldorf back to a tie and give them one point out of that fixture. So Dusseldorf seems to be that kind of team that's good at spoiling people's good times and victories. So all that being said, this week's man of the match day, I would have to give it to Kai Havertz again. He got his team from a Europa League spot into a Champions League spot, scored a goal and an assist in the process. So Kai Havertz, you get it again. Congrats. Now, when it comes to the Europa League and Champions League action, this is where the excitement is for the rest of the season. So right now, Champions League spots, we have Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, pretty much guaranteed. And right now, Bayer Leverkusen sits there in fourth place, one point ahead of Gladbach, which brings us to the Europa League teams. So Gladbach is one point behind Leverkusen in the Champions League spot. Then we have Wolfsburg, 46 points, plus three goal differential, sitting in sixth place. And then you have Hoffenheim, 46 points, but a negative eight goal differential. And then Freiburg right below them with 45 points and a negative one differential, fighting for the last Europa League spot. As it sits now, Gladbach is going in, but you can still see either Wolfsburg, Hoffenheim, Freiburg take that last spot. If Freiburg, you know, wins a game or two, their negative one goal differential is better than Hoffenheim's negative eight. So they could sneak into that spot still, which I've been mentioning a lot in the last couple matches. So, you know, Freiburg is really making a case for themselves here. Now, as far as the promotion relegation race, Paderborn is relegated. That is happening. They are gone. And then we have Werder Bremen and Dusseldorf are fighting for that relegation playoff spot with 28 and 29 points respectively. Mine seems to be safe from relegation to 34 points, and that win against Dortmund really helped. So right now, at the bottom, we are looking to see between Bremen and Dusseldorf who's getting relegated and who gets the, the relegation playoff spot, which would have them play the third-place team in the second Bundesliga. The winner of that is the team that gets promoted. Now, in the second Bundesliga, Armenia... Bielfeld is promoted back to the Bundesliga with 61 points. Congratulations to them. The next two teams, we have Stuttgart and Hamburg, are fighting for the second solid promotion spot, while Hamburg and FC Heidenheim are fighting for the promotion playoff spot. So Hamburg can either go up and get the second promotion spot, they can stay in the playoff spot, or they can still drop down if Heidenheim plays well enough to kick Hamburg out of their spot. Now, we all know the drama last year with Hamburg was the first time in the history of the Bundesliga that they have went down. They were the dinosaur. They were the last team from the inception of the league to not have went down to the second Bundesliga, and that finally happened last year. It looks like they're coming right back, so Hamburg's making a case for themselves here. Now, that's all I got for you guys this week. It was an exciting, exciting match for me as a Bayern fan. Maybe not so much for other teams, but... This week was super exciting, and there's a lot still to look forward to in terms of the Champions League race, the Europa League race, and then certain teams want to save themselves from promotion or from relegation. Certain teams want to get promoted, so there's still a lot to watch out for in these last two game weeks.
That's all I got for you guys this week. Check out the show notes where I'll put highlights of a bunch of the matches I mentioned today. I'll probably throw in something with Byron Celebration as well. And that'll all be in the show notes for you guys to check out. My Instagram is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. That is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. My email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w the number two bundesliga at gmail.com. Feel free to send me some comments, fan mail, questions, anything like that, and I'll try to answer it on air. With all that being said, my name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next time.